Hey everybody, welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. This is Jeff, your host, and this is a very special edition because we're coming to you fake live because it's never live from SEMA 2013 Las Vegas. This is the first show. And Blake, my co-host, isn't here right now, so I don't make fun of his name at the moment. He's having dinner with Mazda, a dinner I was supposed to go to and skipped to bring you this lovely podcast, and they're mad at me. But, oh well, things happen. Uh, we do have a special guest, though, besides Chris, who's been filling in for me admirably. Thank you very much, Chris. Oh, you're very welcome, Jeff. <laughs> I've been traveling way too much. Uh, our guest is Larry Cosilla of Ammo, New York City, drive clean, the whole suite of wonderful products. It's exciting to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's very exciting. Also, to be drive and protect. That's right. Right. Uh, yes, that's really good stuff there. Um, <laughs> it is fantastic stuff. Uh, I love the videos, love the podcast, love it all. Um, I mean, normally when we when we do this podcast, Larry, we dive into new cars, we talk a little bit about what our guest does, and then we dive into old cars. But it's different today because we're at SEMA. We're making special. it special. It's we're more specialer. Special. And you're the special part of this episode. We're making it all about you. Oh, good, good. <laughs> and, until Blake gets here, then we'll grill him on why Mazda hates me. Um, but <laughs> don't forget uh, the, the necessary V school jokes too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, so uh, I just wonder how did you get started in all of this? Long long story, but I'll make it short. Um, I was obsessed, like most people, when they're when they're young, they get to play, uh, you know, with their car, and they sort of form this bond with it. And essentially, uh, I just was cleaning and cleaning and cleaning cars, and I did it all through high school. Made some pocket change, as they say, and I bought <laughs> my uh, my first car, which was my first real car, which was a Mustang um, LX. Loved it. What and, year? Uh, 1989, cool. 25th anniversary. Yep. Notch or hatch? Uh, hatch. I wanted that notch. At, during those times, the hatch was the cool one. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, now, now, it's, yeah, yep. now it's but notch. But the notch was a little lighter. That's why everybody, yeah. Totally true. Yeah. Totally true. But <laughs> during that time, that was cool. And I, we actually take the, uh, you put the special uh, taillights in from the, it was, it was crazy <laughs> at that point. Um, and I think I've, I've mentioned this a few times, maybe on TST, but when I, I had that car forever, and then I didn't drive it for a while when I was in college, and essentially I sold it to a guy in my town. And literally, you know, they, do, they tell you a story. Two weeks later, the guy wraps around a pole. This right. guy literally wrapped it around a pole. Uh. And not like he hit a pole. He bent it around a pole, and the pole happened to be on a police station. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. So there was no way you were going to clean that one up. Was this like a so kid or a guy in his 20s? What no, was it? it was a kid. Um, uh. And, you know, the car had ho- extra horsepower, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. If you don't treat those cars right, they yeah. come and bite you. Oh, yeah. And he had uh, – I, I put five-point harnesses in. Oh, and he wasn't wearing them. So his head hit the windshield, oh. and he was fine, yeah. but he was, it, when I saw it, it was fine blood ish. all on the inside of the car. So he was like, can you clean it? I'm like, you're worried about you the blood? said that, really? Yeah, because it got <laughs> flatbedded. Uh, he, he, lived, clean it? he lived really close to the car wash that I owned at the time. So he would always come by and be like, are you going to sell that? Are you going to sell that? No, no, no. And he finally wore me down. Can and, you clean it? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be on his tombstone. Yeah, it, uh, you know, that's the least of his so, worries is the Larry, blood. Let me ask you, what ammo product is good for getting out the phone call? <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, there yes. probably is one, but yeah, uh, that's, I like that story. Yeah, the kid I sold my first car to, which was an 8700 Prelude, he loved it because it had a mild, no like, power upgrades, it had a mild just aftermarket stereo system and nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but he loved it and he just... Bumped the crap out of it. The bass and, makes um, you go faster, from yeah, what I understand. Yeah, in a Honda, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but that winter, he, uh, the cable clutch froze and snapped. And he didn't even care. He still loved the car. He fixed it. I'm like, oh, I guess that good it didn't happen to me. Um, but, oh, I mean, he didn't, at least he didn't wrap it. If you wrap a Honda Prelude around a pole, you had to really mess up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, 
you, you, you detail folk, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, just I'm missing the gene that you guys have or you're missing the gene that the average person has. You guys are crazy. It's a little, um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I guess I'd say obsessive, yes. but um, perfectionist and all those kind sure. of words. But um, I think I like doing it because of that bond that you get with the car, which, you know, I say this in, or I do it in the videos and you can see me now, I go right, with, right over the top of your head. Some yeah. people just get it or they don't get it. Right. But the detailing people who are really into, you know, uh, nurturing and cultivating that car bond totally, uh, you know, get what I'm saying. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Some people are into it and some people aren't. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can just like say, Oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe I'll try that. And then pick it up. I mean, some people might be able to and discover part of them they didn't know existed, but I feel like you either know that you want to do this or you don't. Yeah. I, I, yes, exactly. It was, uh, you know, I, I did that all through high school. I went to, you know, university of Virginia, a great school. I detailed in college, and again, this is all pocket change. It wasn't right. you know, uh, a real business. I was it, was, it was beer money while you were in school. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, when I got out, I did what you're supposed to do. Oh, I yeah. got this fancy education. Let's go to Wall Street and go do that kind of thing. And I got this amazing job, and I was absolutely miserable. And the whole time I was there, um, it was a natural gas commodities job which sounds horrible even talking about it now. I had no <laughs> idea this was even your history. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, it was, I worked for a trader who was like the biggest natural gas commodity trader. So I would uh, reconcile. Is, I'm falling asleep as we're saying. <laughs> I would reconcile his trades at the end of the day to see if he was up or down and, and verify the price. Because wow. you, you know, like, I sold it at you know, $2. Right, right, right. And he said, no, I sold it at 2.1 and blah, blah, blah. And that was $5 million if it was one penny off. So... Um, it was really boring. Anyways, I'd stand at the table. I'm supposed to be watching the, the market, and I'm sitting there reading detailing books. I'm like, there's something wrong with this, this picture here. So eventually uh, I left, and I went to um, Cooper Classic Cars, which uh, was a cool place to work, which was uh, cars for the film industry. Oh, wow. So I don't even know what it was, 22 or 23 or whatever. And I got to drive around cars like like Dinos and very old Mercedes yeah. and the tough job when you're oh, out yeah. of school in Manhattan lower Manhattan oh I love to that. Uh, Oprah shoots uh, Oprah right. magazine shoots and you know, Lifetime uh, or Life uh, whatever it is the uh, the female channel whatever was it Lifetime I, yeah I think Lifetime was whatever yeah. they were doing a movie Oxygen maybe Oxygen yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, so yeah. a lot of movies and um, it was just like a cool experience and I said wow, I, I can probably do this on my own. Not right. necessarily for the film thing, sure. but he hired me to drive it because I was responsible and make sure it appeared on in the videos and the in the print ads, whatever, a certain way. Right. Uh, so I figured, hey, I can go do this on my own. Started a car wash, and the rest is sort of history. That is, that's... It's a, it was a weird route, but now, I think I had to do the first thing to really... Yeah. Because, you know, when you first start off, you're like, oh, well, I really like washing cars, but I'm not sure if I can do it as a right. career. Yeah. So you have to have that sort of, you know, try something that you may not, you know, like or whatever to reinforce what you do like. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Sense, now, when, when you were doing it in college, did you, did you have the level of precision that you have? I mean, I'm sure you've, you've, you've increased your skill level as mm-hmm. you've gone through. But, I mean, these college kids, were they getting pretty clean damn cars when you were done with yeah, them? Yeah, I mean, they were getting clean. They, were, they weren't getting... To like the level I have now where it's, you know, I know what kind of paint is on there sure. and, you know, microscope this and hours and hours of restoration right. kind of thing. 
you know, then it was like eighty nine Wrangler. Like you, you yeah, know. it was like cleaning out you know nasty you know cans and old sandwiches from three months ago and <laughs> things like that. But I mean, that's how you start, and that's how you you, you get into that. So uh, it certainly helped me. But I, it was it's a over a long period of time you know, practicing meaning working, but I also, and it sounds really dorky, but studied a whole lot. So, I mean, I read a whole, a lot of forms and things of that nature. And then I printed out, um, you know, back in the day, there's guys, there weren't eBooks, but they were basically like the longest PDFs ever in history. (laughs) I would print them out and just burn through like reams of paper and just go through and write notes and say like, okay, yeah, I've come, you know, into this, uh, you know, into this problem before and I did it this way. And if you, you know, go to my house, I have these stacks. Now I have stacks of formulas from all the stuff that we make, and that's a whole other – we can talk about that. But uh, of all these detailing books and things, and that's why we're sort of uh, every day sort of compiling more and more notes. And, and basically I try to talk about that. When I can't think of something cool to put on a video, I'm like, <laughs> oh, let's go back to my old notes and think, see what happened in, you know, in the year 2000 and uh, you know, uh, well, talk and, about it. And to be fair, the uh, – the- Drive and Protect podcast that you did with with your wife Victoria is by far your most popular yeah, episode, I, yeah. and it's your geekiest episode yes. by far. You guys get into formulation stuff. Yeah, I, I I wanted to ask you that. Why why do you think I got so many hits on that one? One does it say Doctor Victoria Landry? My I think one, <laughs> it's the girl factor. You've yeah. got a girl on a podcast, yeah. you know, yeah. and then the two, it you guys are actually giving a lot of information out that you just can't get anywhere else. Yeah, people are saying that. People no. are like, whoa, Dan, this is. This is crazy. I, what, you're giving this away for free. I was like, uh, sure. Like, I, I didn't think it was any, like you're going to pay me for it. <laughs> awesome, uh, but no, I'll get, you know, whatever. Now, how involved are you in the formulations of your products? It was big. So, well, I'll continue that story so it makes sense. Um, so basically, I was, uh, I had this relatively big car wash, and um, it very, uh, it wasn't like a tunnel wash where you six dollars and you right. roll in. It was a uh, more of a garage kind of thing where you schedule an appointment for a oh, wash. And it, yeah. yeah, it was, it was cool. I had five or six guys working for me. It was, uh, it was a good learning experience. I wouldn't say that I was, and you know, I'm learning every day. I wasn't the best detailer. I was becoming, uh, better and better every day. Same thing with business. It takes time. And, uh, what happened was when you own a detail shop or, or any sort of business, especially now at SEMA, this is a good example where they'll people like SEMA guys will come to your shop, not necessarily SEMA guys, but, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, jobbers, they yeah. call them. And they'll say, hey, I want to sell you, uh, you know, tools and blah, blah, blah. This particular guy was, I want to sell you this this compound, this new compound that came out years ago. And thinking about it now, it's actually funny how, how, how much has progressed. And we can talk about that, too. <laughs> we can get really nerdy if you want to get really nerdy. But uh, so the guy showed up and basically said, this is amazing. I hear you're, you know, a fantastic detailer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure he's blowing smoke because he wanted to sell me stuff. And, <laughs> and he, he said, uh, you know, try this polish. And I said, uh, I, I don't have, I have no idea how to use your particular polish. Right. It's special X Y Z, blah blah blah, and you know, new formula, whatever. And I, I said, buff the panel. And I could see, uh, like, well, to go on a tangent here, like I play a lot of sports. I played college, uh, college hockey and the whole thing. I can just smell a hockey player. I just, <laughs> I skate better than I walk. I can just look at a guy and be like, I know that he can play hockey. When I saw this guy, when he picked up the polisher, I was like, this guy can't do anything with the. So it was almost my own fault, but I got one of my employees' cars, and I said, "Show me how, show me how to use this on, show me how to use this product on on the car." And sure enough, you know, he he didn't necessarily ruin the car, but he didn't do a really great job. And I said, "Get out of here! If you're going to sell me a product that you can't even right. use, that seems really weird." Long and short of it is, uh, a couple of weeks later, the CEO or the head guy or whoever called me, 
uh, from that company and said, hey, would you do some consulting? Meaning, uh, you know, we manufacture these products, but we're not necessarily the, like, into the detailing. And right. I was like, that's, crazy. that's really crazy. Like, right. How could you possibly sell something that you're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. So anyways, I went there, and it was a, kind of a dream come true. Ironically, my wife now is a Ph.D. chemist from Columbia. Oh, my father no is a chemist. Seriously? Yeah, who uh, <laughs> one of the co-inventors of Pop Rocks, which is kind of cool. That, I, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so, we had, <laughs> so your that, dad helped kill Mikey. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, he did cool whip. There's a sushi roll. Since we're in Vegas, not to cut you off, but yeah. I am cutting you off. Yeah. There's a sushi roll at the Bellagio that incorporates Pop Rocks, and it's actually delicious. There you go. <laughs> I should get that and send it to my dad. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I didn't have a whole lot of chemistry background, but what I did have was the knowledge of what a product can do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get super nerdy here. When, when you're using a product, you can actually... I can tell the abrasive, just from doing it from years, you can tell how much abrasive is in there. And remember, it wasn't like I was looking or reading uh, something on a label. Right. This was untested at that point. There wasn't a label on it. They're like, hey, let's, let's try this new formula. Like, hmm, you know, that's a little bit more abrasive than the last one, but it has more lubrication. You know, sure. we need to bump the – so I would go into all this, oh, okay, great. And eventually I just stood there and watched the chemist. Yeah. And it's not so much chemistry as it is baking a cake. And it's just baking a cake uh, over years and years and years and learning how the nuances of these uh, products work with each other. So eventually, the long story short, is the the chemist retired. He was an older gentleman. He was very nice. Um, And then the CEO basically went, like, what do I do now? That was my guy. uh, Yeah, what do I do? And I was like, Not a good idea to hinge your entire business on one Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But I I stood there and I was like, cool, man. I'll, I'll learn how to do all this stuff. And when the guy... When it, it just happened, the, the sky opened up. Right. And I was like, I'm here. I'll try it. So I'm running my detail shop. I'm making literally thou- – like the size of this room was the size of our, like, vats. So huge, wow. like, swimming pools worth of stuff. And we had I, – I ran – I was doing this by myself for, like, two years. I mean, literally by myself. I put my uh, iPhone, you know, headphones on or whatever, and I'd just be reading all the formulas, going through it. And then I, I was making – I was baking a cake – uh, based on predetermined formulas. Mm-hmm. And what they were predetermined on was uh, margin or profit. Oh, okay. So uh, much like drugs, but I'm not a drug dealer, but <laughs> I would imagine much like drugs, you make a product very uh, concentrated and you cut it up. Okay. And then that's how you, you know, uh, I guess make a profit or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing with, with products. I just made like 10 manufacturers fall over. Like, <laughs> Don't link our... But it's the same sort of concept where uh, you make something concentrated, you, you dilute it, and dilute it enough where the public, meaning your, your customers, are not going to... So we, we could m- manipulate that concentration based on the feedback that we were getting from mm. our customers, which were jobbers. We were giving it to bigger car washes. So we would sell it in 55-gallon drums, five gallons. Five gallons was the smallest we ever sell, sold anything. So think about who, you know. That's, that's a lot of product. That's a lot of right. product. So uh, eventually I was doing that for, you know, and he was the boss, whatever. I was learning. I gained a ton of, ton of experience. And then I, on the side, I would take these notes, and I still have them. They're actually laminated them because I feel like <laughs> I just, you know, these mean a lot to me. So I, I wrote all these notes out, and it's just funny to go back because uh, there's a certain way of actually writing formulas. I should probably do a video on this. Um, <laughs> uh, where you put the date and you put the things that you've changed, and there's a very specific way that you, you do this. And anyways, uh, I would change around a lot of the formulas and get a better product. Hmm. And I 
basically approached him with it, and he's like, wow, that's awesome, that's great, that's wonderful. Are the customers complaining? I was like, nah, not really, I guess. I don't know. They're, they, they didn't really care, care. Right. It, was a jo- it wasn't like an individual was like, I want to preserve this car perfectly. It right. was more like, it's a car wash, man. It's clean. You stick a tube in the bottom of the 55-gallon, and, <laughs> and it draws out the soap. And, like, they could care less. The guy just calls up and goes, I need pink soap. That's exactly what's the price per gallon or what's the price for 55 yeah. was our big thing. And so I basically made, like, really good stuff that cost a little bit more because I, I didn't – just like gas, when you have a more refined gas, it costs more. So I was sure. using more refined you were You were making 110 and they wanted to sell 87. Yeah, and I was cool with it. I was like, whatever, man. I, that's fine. But I went, hey, hey, boss man, is it cool if I make this on the side? He's like, yeah, just cover the raw material or whatever or just yeah. work an extra day or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I made my five gallons. I was like, oh, I was all, all excited and basically used that for my business. And at the same time, my business was growing more mobile, and I have a whole podcast on a whole – I could talk about this for days as the difference between a fixed-based location and a mobile, uh, which is where I tended to go because I'm not a big fan of overhead. Anyways, that's a whole topic <laughs> for another day. Uh, so I was using all these products, and uh, people kept asking me, what are you using? Are you using – I'm actually not going to name anything because all my friends are here at SEMA now, but all these <laughs> other good products. And I said, oh, no, those are great products as well. Um, but uh, I'm using uh, this a product that I make, and it was very – people just didn't get – because it is weird that right, I got the opportunity right. to do that. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a major in that the average the average person in in your shoes, like if you didn't have that random guy come to you, if you came oh, to yeah. somebody else, and, oh yeah, and who might not have had the drive to just say, yeah, I can do this too while I'm doing this. I mean that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that that's why I feel like I kind of have both sides. Mm-hmm. Like you can be the world's best detailer and all those fun things, but at the same time, it's important to understand the tools that you're using. But like really understand, yeah, then you can have. You know, those are those are tools that you can use in this war that we're fighting, meaning a dirty car kind right, of thing. Right, right. So it was nice to put the two of those together. Well, you're and you're effectively you're the baker that's raising the chickens and you've got your own wheat field and you you know, and you're doing you're making all the ingredients to then bake a cake. Yeah. So I, I sort of pieced all these things together and at the end of the day people were asking me, What are you using? And it was very hard to answer that because it wasn't like it X, Y, Z. Oh, okay, cool, man. Right. Thanks for that. It was like, uh, I didn't have a name. Formulation 172. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like literally what that was. <laughs> and, and, and talking about that, it would be, it'd be uh, you know, uh, whatever the main ingredient was was the name of it. You start off, and then you go, you know, one, four, blah, 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 and the last one was five. And then if I screwed it up, it would be six, seven. So if I was telling you, it would be formula one, two, three, four, five, six. And the next week would be one, two, three, four, five, seven. So <laughs> good thing it wasn't went, like good thing you didn't wind up on Formula Four Zero Nine for some reason. Yeah, like ah oh, shit, we got to do better. Stranger WD Forty. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So eventually, I um, put a name ammo to it, and one of my um, bigger clients, we'll leave it at that, kind of a famous guy or whatever, sort of um, inspired it or whatever, but. Oh, there's lots of ammo going on here where when I do a car, I, I looks like a yard sale is kind of the joke. Like I take all my tools out and I wrap it <laughs> around because I just I put my headphones on and I go into this weird world and like leave me alone. And it looks like an explosion around the car of all my tools. And, and you know, the, the, it was something along the lines of uh, there's a lot of you got all the ammo you can whatever. And I was like, oh. Oh, that works. That's cool. So I'll put something on the bottles just because right. I didn't – it was just weird to have to keep answering the same question. Right. Like, what is it? And it's like, it's like, what's the name of their dog? And I'm like, uh, dog. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know his name. So you have to kind of name Labradoodle it. Labradoodle 274. Yeah, exactly. So, support for breakfast. So, uh, yeah, then Ammo was born. And it's cool because, you know, the whole point of, of Ammo is that we 
least you know the company now and it's my company is uh you know we believe in uh you know having these cars to drive them that's like the whole purpose of it and it's a little bit you know out there maybe but um i think we we detail it because it's it makes the drive way better well i think you almost exemplified that in uh one of my favorite videos that you did when you did the ktm yeah the two-wheel yeah, you know, so was... you, you took a bike that was meant to be ridden in the dirt, and you cleaned it. And then the guy could rip through the city. Yeah, and then he, got, he actually got it dirty like five seconds after that. <laughs> and I, and I, was, I was happy. I was happy for it. So, like, our whole, like, mission awesome. is to inspire Auto guys splash. to drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So go, coming from my career of doing, like, super $40 million cars, which is awesome and sounds really exciting, and it is, it's more exciting. I could care less if it's a... Ferrari or a Honda Civic, I, ge- I genuinely, right. I really don't as long care. As it looks good. As long as it looks good and it makes you feel good, and you're right. driving and you're like experiencing that whole thing, that's kind of my. I just don't want to get caught up. I don't. I don't want to go into the seventy-hour detail and then put it like I used to, in a, literally in a bubble in those plastic things, wow. and then ship it across the country. It was like. This Seriously, is, yeah. like I don't know. I just did all that work, right? And you're not gonna you bake no this amazing cake, it, right? and you're not gonna eat it. It's like what? What the hell? Like, no, that's I a good analogy. That? That's a really good analogy. So, I mean, speaking of your videos too, uh, you do the stuff for Drive, but then you also have your channel where you crank out some 45 minute videos. <laughs> but the amazing thing <laughs> yeah. is, because the average watch through or whatever the term is on a, on a video on YouTube would be like three minutes, yeah. And then people's attention spans start dropping off like cliffs, yeah. Uh, um, People watch your videos all the way through. I, I and I, I'm not a detail obsessive guy at all, and I watch your videos all the way through. Yeah, they're awesome. they're, they're 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 weird. They're interesting. <laughs> they're just weird. Like the la- the last one I just did um, was probably the weirdest one of all. It was pushing 19 minutes, and I'm sitting there. I'm like sweating. I'm like I cannot cut this anymore because I want to give all the information possible. So now, you know, with being on your podcast and being on you know the TST Chris's podcast, and then. Uh, you know, all the shows or whatever, I, I finally got the opportunity where they're like, hey, do you want to take a car and, and, and put it on one of your things? And I'm like, I was like, I, I'm the detailer. I was like, I, I don't, I'm not a professional driver. You know, I was like, I was like what do you want? So oh, they did, wanted you to like take it for a spin? And- yeah, and like, they're like, could you do a video? And I was like, yeah. I was like, do you want me to detail? They're, they're, I just didn't get that, like, I guess technically now I'm a journalist or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, really? This is cool. I was like, you're going to give it to me? I was like, how much gas is it? Like, no, no, no. Right. We'll, See, so, isn't it great to have the title without having to write a word? Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> okay. So they gave me the 2014 Stingray. And I was really excited. And I wanted to do a perspective uh, of, of cleaning perspective. So now every time I get a car, um, which I hope it persists, right. hopefully the video did all right. Um, I'm going to wash every, every single car to talk about that relationship and see if there's that emotion. So the two, That's cool. The Stingray was cool because I said, hey, this one does actually evoke a lot of emotion because it's a Stingray. Right. But, um, and I talked about the lines. I want to talk about things that I feel like I have perspective on. Uh-huh. I can't drift a car yet. I'm not Matt Farah. I, I don't have that wit like he right, does. Right, you know, right. Matt and I you know, uh, went to high school and the whole thing, so I've known him forever. He's just always been a genius. I'm not Mike Musto. I can't say, you know, patina. And yeah. <laughs> no, Can your it, voice get high, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you go <laughs> clean my charger? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I don't have that personality that's, uh, you know, bubbly or whatever. So um, I'm trying to talk about, like, the ergonomics of the interior or, uh, you know, again, the emotion and the, the fit and finish of the actual materials. Um, so I'm going to try to get into that more than, you know, 460, you know, the Stingray has 460, right. 465 right. pounds, 3.8. Like, you can read that online, and right. 
Matt, Chris, and Mike are way more elegant. Well, yeah, I'm point. glad you brought that up because you're making me segue to something I was going to ask further down. But, um, I mean, you see some of these lines on these cars, and they're wild. And, um, you know, are there any supercars or sports cars or, or new vehicles out there where you, you see photos of it? Because you probably read the, the car mags and you see all the stuff online. Are there any vehicles out there that you look at the lines, you're like, holy crap, that's going to be a bitch to clean? Yeah. Yeah, this that, I, that's a great example. We didn't even talk about this beforehand, but I got a chance to do the Pagani uh, Huayra when Ooh. it first oh, like came to I'm the so U.S. Yeah, now. it was. Uh, what's up, brother? Um, it was really, really cool. Um, it's a beautiful car. Period. Next paragraph. <laughs> As a detailer, it's like the world's biggest nightmare. Oh, I bet. Because it's a piece of jewelry. Right. Every piece of that car is a piece of jewelry, which needs to be polished or maintained or waxed. Or there's, there's nothing that you can't you know, not touch. So from a detailing perspective, with the, with the lines and the way everything sort of flows into each other, uh, if you were to polish that, I mean, the, the amount of tape that I would use and the amount of – it would be, it'd be a, quote, nightmare. I would love to do it because it would be such a huge mountain yeah. to get over. But, yeah, cars like that, the more intricate they are – Definitely the more difficult it is to What about stuff with, like, massive surface area, like a Veneno, where it's just layer upon layer of louver and slat? So, like, an old Caddy or something, like, crazy real estate? That or or even, like, a Saline S7 or something with a million vents on it. I just saw a Saline S7 yesterday. I haven't seen one in five years. It just showed up to a car show in New York. Yeah, it's interesting to see those. Yeah. Um, but That's, something like that, like you're saying, with long, with tons of real estate, mm-hmm. it's more time consuming. But my brain turns off yeah, because I've just, done it so long. Go, it's just, go, go. yeah, you're just you're you're scooping or sweeping long, a huge parking lot. You can do it. It's not hard. It's just annoying because it's, it's long. Right. right. This this is like you know doing some sort of obstacle course or whatever. It's like very, you know doing the Pagani. It's just very very difficult and. Um, you can't uh, go in overdrive or in cruise control. Mm-hmm. Like you're constantly like, everything is. And you're uh, very aware of the entire time. I'm sure you're like, this is super expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And those cars specifically, we'll get um, you know a little deeper here. Is a lot of them are uh, you know composite, either right. carbon fiber or. Some and some of them are exposed without a without a paint job on the carbon too. Exactly. So in some of the videos, one of the biggest videos I did that has like I don't even lots and lots of views. Um, when we talk about heat transfer, and heat transfer in uh, carbon fiber is wildly different than, let's say, a regular metal or an alloy. And that is a big deal because if the heat, if the paint heats up faster than you expect it to, you're going to cause some damage to the paint. And when, uh, when you have something that's carbon fiber, it doesn't dissipate the heat. Huh. It gets hot really fast in that one spot. And usually the fancier cars have that type of material. So if you were just a uh, I'll say a rookie detailer or someone eager to do it and didn't mm-hmm. have that experience, you could do some really, really bad damage to a very expensive car, assuming it would respond the same way as a Honda Civic or a Ford right. Explorer or and, whatever. And it, it's getting harder to tell, too, because there's a lot of production cars that are using carbon panels that you wouldn't even think were using carbon panels. The, you're 100%. You're 100 so experience is kind of a big thing. So that's what I'm trying to do when I, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of detail. There's so many people that came out of the woodwork um, that are so eager and excited and want to talk about all these things. And I, I love talking detail, so I have no problem with that. Well, we're going we're gonna to keep talking detail in a minute, but we're going to take a quick uh, Blake break right here because our friend Blake is about to rejoin us. Um, so uh, we'll be back in a minute. 
This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Blake, my buddy, how are you? I finally dragged my Blake way. Zima, wrong. So oh, Zima. Hey, I listened to the uh, the the, uh, the TRD podcast that I wasn't on, and you had some good ones. Good, you did some good Z names for me. You didn't write those down. You didn't write those down. I, 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 and I should have been thinking of them while I've been traveling. A also, lot. I would totally race Skip's kid. He would destroy. He you. would totally destroy despite me, despite your V school status. I know. Despite I don't know my if V-school you know this, status. Larry, but Blake is a V school graduate. I did not know mm, that. Yes. Yes. He's. he's yeah. he has I feel a so privileged. He's in my room right now. <laughs> you, you should <laughs> honestly. Amazing. I get that all the time. So. And he uh, also is now a Bondurant graduate or whatever. I can now crash Cadillacs. That's how it works. <laughs> I think that's how it works. And you'll have to detail them after. Uh, Sorry. I think that's just how so it works. So Mazda's mad at me for not going to their dinner. By yeah. The way. Um, I was sitting next to Bev. We yeah, she was texting about, me. We talked about gossip. 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 That's and um, yeah, she was mad that you didn't go. You son of a bitch. I know. She how texted me and said I'm dead to her. I left before the, uh, <laughs> I left before the appetizer. That's how committed before I am. Before the appetizer. I left. The, yeah. I had a shrimp cocktail and then I left shrimp. No, you didn't. Really? Shrimp. Seriously, shrimp. See, Larry, he's a professional journalist. We should all take notes. No, we, we should probably explain the fact that shrimp is the food of auto journalists, but every auto show season has a different food. Last year, it was mac and cheese. The year before, it was crab cakes. I think this year, it's shaping up to be barbecue. Oh, be, I can barbecue. deal with that. Barbecue. Yeah, that's I've, nice. I've already been to like five press events where they serve just ribs and tri-tip and brisket. Now, Blake, uh, you're, you're a little <laughs> late, but that's fine. I, yeah. I t- tried to get you up to speed. How dirty is your Miata right now, and how upset would Larry be? My Miata sits in – first of all, my <laughs> Miata was repainted. There's a funny story about my Miata. I don't think I've ever told you this, Jeff. Oh, here we go. And definitely not Larry because, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. What about Chris? Yeah, it's been a long time. Okay, so I bought my Miata from this old guy. This old guy was the second owner, and the first guy who owned it, he bought it new, right? When he sold it – Well, that's how the first guy – That's how it works. That's how, right? it works. that's how things work, right? <laughs> Hey, listen, you need your details. Um, so the first guy, he was going through a divorce. His ex-wife managed to key every single panel of the car, keyed the wheels, like just stabbed huge gouges in the steering wheel. And there's even one mark, just like a knife mark on the airbag, passenger airbag cover. Still? Yeah, still. And because- you bought it? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I bought it after the second owner repainted it because the second owner. The second owner a, was the guy who had the, the car. Second, second owner, yes, I think that's how it, it was after. The, it was after the first guy. Yes, He's, right. He didn't buy it new. He bought it second. Thanks, Jeff. Um, yes, but who's on first? That's uh, right. What's on second? Anyway, he's. Uh, I don't know. He was a. He worked at a body shop, so he knew painting and everything. So he painted it, and that's how he got my stripe, because. He wanted to mimic – yeah, yeah, I know you're laughing. No, actually, I think it looks kind of cool. So I, for, I, for the uninitiated, Blake has one solid blue stripe running horizontally across from his front hood. Wheel to across front the hood, wheel. from front wheel to front wheel. Yeah. I actually kind of like he, uh, it because it's different. Well, I can pick it out in a parking lot. Which is yeah. Horizontally? Horizontally. Yeah, from yeah. fender to fender. From fender to fender. Um, <laughs> it's weird, but the second owner – who bought the car second? He, uh, he really liked FIA Cobras, and, you know, back in – Back in the day, they used to put like yellow stripes across the hood of these gray cobras. So he really liked that. And he, uh, but he didn't that. do that. No, he did blue, blue and white. Yeah, he, he did that <laughs> instead. So he he repainted it a factory color. <laughs> and if you look closely, there's like you know weird scratches underneath like eight layers of clear coat that he, you know, did he painted it at a body shop? He, he painted it because he worked at a body shop. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so that's the backstory on that. But yes, the car is fucking filthy right now. <laughs> Absolutely filthy. Just I like bet my, my mouth. Civic is dirtier. Your Civic is dirtier out of principle because you own it. Yeah. That's how it works. Well, I'll keep my wagon clean when that's done. Oh, nice. um, that's a euphemism. They both I sound di- gross. I was going to say, is that a euphemism? That's a euphemism. <laughs> 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 
Hit your wagon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to dive back. So no, we, we, we went off the cliff real fast. <laughs> we, we, right there. Yes. As soon as you showed Larry, up, Larry, you would be you would be outraged and probably charge me a fortune if I were to ask you to detail my car because I <laughs> park it outside. It does have a nardy steering wheel though. Yeah, nardy. Yes, indeed. So I park it outside because you know I am a poor person. I don't have a garage <laughs> or covered parking. And after a week, it just looks like I just drove it through the Sahara. It's yeah. gross. It's also L.A. Oh wow. So. Well, you did drive it well, through the Mojave, so yeah, I'm gonna do that next week too. So. Did you drive it here? No. What'd you drive here? I drove a Hyundai Equus Ultimate. Wow, you have that's to say, actually a nice ride. You have to say Ultimate right? with a pause after you say Equus. <laughs> nice. What's yeah. so ultimate about it? Um, it's got a really nice rear seat with two screens, and you have one of those back seats where you can like move the front passenger seat. Yeah, the, the right rear is, the and it's got cool seat. seats. And it, it doesn't have massaging seats because I'm a poor what? person. I know, I know. That's bullshit. What the hell? This is shit. Fuck this. The, the, so, the Bentley Mulsanne <laughs> I just had had massaging oh, seats. Oh, what were you driving? What were you seats. driving, Jeff? A three hundred seventy, a three hundred seventy thousand dollar Bentley. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. It was nice. Cool. It was mine. Nice. Mine is exactly three hundred thousand dollars less than yours. <laughs> Seriously, it's seventy. It's sixty-eight thousand dollars. Well, the base price was two ninety-six. It's very nice. The engine's very quiet. Actually, the entire car is very quiet. It's a very smooth engine and everything, and I liked it a lot. The adaptive cruise control. It does do good burnouts. Um, I but wanna, I'm not a ruffian. I want to so. dive back into detailing, though. That's a good. That's because a good call. Our, our why guess. not? That's why. <laughs> exactly. We always talk about detailing. Now yeah, I'm sure you do <laughs> all the time, Larry. But before we took our Blake break, you uh, break with you were Blake. saying that the Wyra is just. A wild animal of the detailing kingdom. Yeah, it's the most beautiful thing ever. It would be privileged to to really do a full detail on it. I only like sort of prepped it for that show. What but. what is the what is your? Do you have a favorite standout vehicle of all time that you've done? Um, I do. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how much I can say about it. Okay, because I'm under Cause confidentiality. You, right, yeah. sure. Right. So it's um, a very very special Porsche. Okay, that may or may not be. A very, very special Porsche. Right, that's about right. all I could go. As far What's as I go. What's, so What's one of the craziest ones you can tell us about? Yeah, 914.6. I've done 959s, which is amazing. More importantly, I get to drive these, which is really cool. You've so, done some pretty wild Ferraris, too, right? Yeah, done, you know, pretty much F50s, uh, F40s. Yeah. Uh, I did, um, what, Chris, what did I do in that video, that one? The one I got. Wasn't it like a 280? Which one? Yeah, I did, I did, did 280. This is getting bad yeah. when you start to blur on cars yeah. that you've done. On Ferraris, especially. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they were like 10. Oh, yeah. Ferraris. Woe is me. No, but I've done, I've done a ton of Ferraris, uh, a lot of Porsche. Um, I'm now starting to do a bunch of work for Bugatti, which is a huge privilege. That's exciting. Yes, yes, and I'm doing it for... There are a lot of little holes in the vents over the engine cover, aren't there? There are. There <laughs> are. Yes. That is a nightmare for a detail. Is that quality time with Q-tips? Is that what that takes? No, that's quality time with 3M tape. Uh, I just nice. tape over all those things real fast. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a nightmare. Now, uh, do you have a vehicle that you you aspire to someday clean that you haven't yet done? Yes. Because that's a Huayra. <laughs> well, I've cleaned that one. I'd, okay. I'd like to do a full detail. I mean, that would be like an easy week just from logistics standpoint. I mean, like it's a it, every, underneath when you pull the trunk or the you know the engine bonnet up <laughs> underneath is actually all like perfect as well. Like so. You'd have to almost sit on the motor on the engine to to clean the underneath, you know, like oh, the Ford nice. GT shell. Yeah, could you imagine if the bo- and owner walked out and was like, "What the fuck <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> uh, get the underside." Yeah, <laughs> you know what just dawned on me the other day is I was I was reading some stuff on Singer. Uh, their entire engine bay is leather. Now that seems like that would be hell to clean at that point. Yeah, Inside that, the hood. Yeah. 
What? Yeah, it's awesome. Quilted the inside leather. of the hood is leather. Yep, quilted leather in the engine bay. That seems like a fiery way to go out. I don't but know, a stylish way to go out. It would yeah, smell definitely. really good. Yeah. Don't yeah. lift. Now, so I would love to do that uh, Ralph Lauren car we talked about. I can never remember the name of it. Bugatti. Oh Atlantic. yeah, we made, it was the yeah, Bugatti right. Atlantic, yeah. the fifty-seven. Right. I think I think anything oh. Ralph Lauren has really because he's also got. I think he's got a two fifty Testarossa. He has or a couple nice cars. Yeah, he's got that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you could say he's that. He's got that Bentley three and a half liter supercharged one. He's got the nine five nine, which you've done before, so whatever, right? Nine five nine is a privilege. Yeah. I love that car. Now I gotta ask. A lot of these cars are doing. You know, you're doing F fifties. You're doing nine five nines. You're either doing cars that are, you know, in collections that are not driven every day, for example, and you're also doing newer cars like the Bugattis are new, not mm-hmm. many miles on them. So how how really filthy and how really filthy are they when they come in? Well, you're talking about two separate things. The the way that I've gone with my career now, I guess, or whatever, or the place that I've gotten to is I pretty much only work. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be able to work with the people who actually drive them. Okay. I know that sounds a little goofy, but I, no, that's not I'm not crazy about doing cars that only sit in showrooms. Sort just of, collecting dust. Yeah, it right. kind of makes me feel bad. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I don't know. Why, why do all this stuff if you're right. not going to drive it? So uh, it, all the customers that I have now literally drive like 959s every day. Okay. And oh, like awesome. take it into the city. Uh, so you're doing what so you're awesome. doing what we do. You're just scraping bugs off the windshield and off the front dam and everything. Well, I, yeah, well, I, I think maybe a little <laughs> bit more than that. Maybe. Well, I mean, Slightly for starters, more. right? Because you know they're driven every day, so they're just yeah. So it's bugs. really about the maintenance of the car. So usually I come in if if I you know take on a new client, I come in, I restore all of them to whatever they need. Some of them, that's all I need to do is look at them and just go, wow, they're amazing, good. We don't have to do anything to that. So. That's kind of the good relationship that I have with my clients. Like, hey, if it doesn't need it, like, here's what I say in little seminars and things, um, and I'll do some plugs at the end if you don't mind of all the places I'm sure. going to. But you don't want me to come and do your car. Right. Like, you, the goal is not to have me do that. Right. And people go like, oh, I don't understand what that means. It's the same thing. I try to use analogies because that's how my brain works. I don't want to see the surgeon at the emergency room. I don't. I think he's amazing <laughs> and he's great, but I have no interest in seeing him whatsoever because right. I don't want to get injured. Same thing with a car. If you maintain it right, let's jump back to the person. If you eat your apples and you do your exercises all day long, (laughs) you shouldn't have to go to the hospital in theory. Same thing with a car. So a lot of times these guys who have uh, collections over, you know, over 50 to 150 cars will. As you do. (laughs) Yes. I'm a secret billionaire. Um, You know, they, they hire me to come in to make sure that these cars are exercised and Sometimes doing not me not doing anything is exactly what they're paying me for, mm. and a lot of times that blows young detailers' minds. Like I don't understand. Like, I thought you just like polish and compound and do everything. Yes, I do that if it needs it once. But if you maintain the car, if you maintain your body, if you eat <laughs> the right things and you exercise, in theory, you shouldn't have to go and you know get liposuction or you, you right. see what I'm saying? Right. You, yeah. you, no, absolutely. So um, that's sort of the maintenance. Yeah, that's sort of the big difference. Uh, the the second part of your question is, you know, let's take Bugatti for example. The last trip I did, and I was at TST and was with Chris. Um, that was for Pebble Beach. That's okay. kind of like a little exception because Pebble Beach is the biggest car show, obviously, in my world. Uh, that's in the our world, the, too, really. well, that's the Super Bowl for for detailers. Right. right. So to prepare a Bugatti for Pebble Beach on the ground, I mean, that's that's a big deal. So they're kind of two separate things. So a lot of times I'll go in and restore, and that particular Bugatti needed a lot of work because that was uh, they, they had me work on a few press cars, huh. and those okay. guys are really, really 
crazy about their cars. I mean, they're it's awesome. Oh, I can imagine. They're yeah. I mean, like white glove everything. <laughs> when I walked in, a huge bag over there with all my video cameras. I wanted to video it because I I got on the uh, on the on the plane. I was going to do my seven thousand minute video, yeah. <laughs> and I'm on there. I'm talking about I'm going to do Bugatti the whole thing, and I walked in, um, and a really nice guy. Uh, sorry, uh, shut it down. Yeah, he's like, he's like patting me down. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? And he's like, uh, no, 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 we see your videos. No, 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 we, oh, yeah. you, you did not shoot video here. I was like, oh, wow, all right, cool. So, but they were super nice, um, <laughs> and I respect it. So they let me go back into like their wardened off like area where it says like no cameras mm-hmm. and there's like prototype cars. So I was very lucky and privileged to be there. So I was sure. Um, and you're talking Bugatti, Bugatti factory detailers then too? Like corporate. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I do some Bugattis where they're just privately owned, okay. but this one in particular was for Bugatti USA. Got it. Now what is, um, what does your current product lineup look like? Um, it's arranged in, uh, what I alluded to before. Uh, when I was talking about a workout, remember, mm-hmm. you stretch your body, blah, blah, blah. I, I equate it to a regimen. So I developed these particular regimens to maintain the car. And I'm very, uh, uh, I guess the word is passionate, but I'm very strategic about the products that I'm using because I don't like to have or talk about things that are all, one product does everything. It, it, I'm sorry, I wish I could come up with that Sure. That product right, and right. go fly to the moon and find some special <laughs> juice or whatever. It, do, it doesn't work that way. So it's kind of weird because the, you know, the market in the industry sometimes wants to come out with this amazing whatever. And there are advances and, and it's great. But it doesn't mean you, you – it's like – and this is the example I give in these, these seminar things. You want to be super muscle man guy and you want to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. He didn't just like drink or you know, take a thing of water with a pill and all right. of a sudden he turned – like he worked for like – 25 years, you know. And drank the water in the pill. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> well, we're not talking Lance Armstrong here. This is, this is true. So what I'm saying is, you know, I developed these regimens. It's like one for the outside, one for the inside as a way to maintain and sort of as well as form that bond with the car. And basically I, I made these in particular for people who drive their cars. Mm-hmm. So there, there's extra protection. There's a certain way of cleaning it. I didn't want people to spend hours and hours on these confusing things because a lot of the questions I get are legitimate questions, but they're so confusing. Imagine going to the store and having like 500 different uh, versions of like milk or orange juice. You'd be like, I don't know which one to choose. So I wanted to make it very simple, uh, very authentic, and uh, easy to use. You know, I didn't want to make anything more complicated than it needed to be. Now, do you, do you consider your product to be a little bit more premium than the average stuff someone might find out there, like an AutoZone or something? Yeah, I, yeah, you know, that's a very, um, that's a very, you know, what what car is better, a Ferrari or a minivan? Right, right. And people go like, Ferrari. Well, I, you didn't let me finish my my right. thing uh, for four people. Yeah. Like, well, uh, the minivan, of course. So it's really it's all relative. So I don't like to say one is better than the other. Sure. I think one fits certain things uh you know for somebody's looking for a product that's cheaper i think there's cheaper products out there so as my premium i guess mine is i feel i can only speak about mine mm-hmm. um and the way that i've developed them as i wanted i didn't think that saving a few pennies here and there on getting something that was less refined was worth it to me sure to some people maybe and it's not right or wrong i'm not passing judgment i'm just uh that's just the way that i've developed these particular ones and i think it resonates with with people i Spent a lot of time. I, these cars mean a great deal to me because I worked very hard to get them. Um, 
I'm not going to skimp on, on on a few things here and there. Sure. Um, so yeah, I guess in the broad definition, is a premium. But in if you really look at the market, I'm right there with everybody. You know, there's other companies out there. You know, three thousand dollars for a jar of wax or something Jeez. is. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's I, made I by Virgin Bees. <laughs> yes, from the moon. Um, I think the thing that that. You taught me that it was the most alarming is the fact that a lot of the less expensive products have salt additives in them oh, to yeah, thicken them up. And, and as soon as I learned about that, I called you up and I'm like, yeah, you got to send me, send me a box of your stuff. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Th- you know – this is, uh, again, I'm not sure how much you want to get into the chemistry of it, but when I was working for that guy we were talking about, when you were so rudely not here. That's right. Priorities, Larry. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Shrimp, you know, detailing, I get it. <laughs> so when I was working for that guy, um, uh, when you were making the, uh, mm-hmm. the big totes of, of things, we're talking about viscosity. Even off, off, off this podcast, I was just talking about po- uh, viscosity. Yeah. Like, and you guys are like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> um, I was still working on stuff for, for work. But uh, when you want something to become more viscous in, when you're making soap, one of the ways, and I'm not speaking about everybody, so I'm just saying the way that I did it for this other company uh, was to add NACL, which is yep, table salt. Yeah. Uh, and we would do uh, six, uh, six bags, and each bag was 80 pounds. Wow. So I'd lean it over the edge and cut it with a razor blade and just pour it in there. And you'd see it turn from water to uh, kind of goop and then to like syrup. Like Whoa. the machine would go, it would slow down, you yeah. know? And then remember we talked about the whole uh, unfortunate drug thing that I was talking about? Yeah, you yeah, take yeah. that out and then you can cut it. But when you're cutting it, you're, you're making it less viscous. Sure. But there's still traces of salt in it. Yeah. And I was saying to myself... I remember I said before I couldn't really talk about that other car, but there's a particular car that's the first of the first, and it's very old, and there's no paint on it, and blah, blah, blah. If I were to wash that car with 0.0001% of salt, would it do something? I don't know. I don't think so. But am I going to take that chance on a $40 million car? Were you out of your mind? I was like, no way. I'll spend the extra 30 cents on having it more refined. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So that's where kind of that whole... Thing came to now, be. now speaking of cars like that, you have your own new baby in your life, so I to do. speak. What, tell us about the, the Porsche. Porsche 964. I love it. Uh, it's a car that I've always wanted. I think it, it, uh, you know, it's not old and it's not new. Mm-hmm. It's like a Porsche that I could afford. It's not a 99, you know, 991, which I would love, right. but it's like out of my range right now. And it's not in you in the 70s and 60s. Those are less drivable, yeah. but they're also more expensive. Right. You know what I mean? So this is a perfect... Uh, and the 993s are kind of... I'm 993s, that's what people keep saying. 993s, you keep going back and forth. I'm not a 996 guy. I'm just not. Most. I, right. I don't think most people Yeah, are. I mean, they're like giving I them like away. I like them because they're affordable. The, that's they're giving it. them away right now. <laughs> right. You can get a GT3 but for nothing. you're also saying, you know, because it's, it's across the board for Porsches right now and everything. Their values are going up, but 964s have exploded. They're gone nuts. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, honestly, I have three different guys, and they're listening to this podcast, I would imagine, who have purchased uh, 964s. Like, dude, I saw your 964. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. I have, you know, they have... Ten other cars, but I have to get this one right now. Even That's Mustang funny. was talking about it. Really? And he's coming to uh, – when he comes to New York after SEMA, we're going to do a video of him driving it. Nice. I love the car. Um, I have a C4, and Matt always gives me crap about it, but he doesn't know anything, so that's fine. <laughs> well, he lives in California. Yeah, now. whatever. Um, I love the C4. I, I'm in New York. I'm going to drive it all the time. We are planning to pull the motor um, yeah. uh, in probably Larger? three or four or weeks. Just rebuild no, or? just rebuild it, but with – 
2013 parts. Awesome. You know, all forged things. That'll and be sweet. Yeah, it's going to be great. David G. Johnson, my fellow co-worker in Sacramento, he owns a 914. He's, he's got a project there, and he's definitely getting a 964, like probably sometime next year or something like Is that. Is he really? Yeah, he's, nice. he's told me a lot about this David G. Johnson, David multiple G. Johnson. Porsche owner. Yeah. Good for him. So I gotta ask. So the rebuild on the Porsche motor is that due to the usual oil leak situation that they have, or one hundred million percent? Okay, it leaks like <laughs> it goes on the exhaust every yeah, once in a lovely. while, and then my wife's like, "Okay, we're going up." And yeah, I cannot like smell any more smoke. Like I'm cool with it, whatever. I just like just step on the gas yeah. harder, and the smoke goes away, kind of yeah. thing. But <laughs> and top uh, it off, you know, every couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it burns. I mean, it's it's. Uh, oil cooled so it burns a lot of oil anyways yeah. but when it's leaking it's burning oil and leaking at the same so it's per- you could drive it for the rest of your life like that it was just irritating to have smoke when you first got it was the first thing you did just take it home and clean the shit out of it you know the first thing i did was i i got it uh the guy showed up at my house at like eight o'clock at night i pulled it into the garage and then i sat in the garage for a while and my wife was like really freaked out because i was just like you're so happy i just couldn't yeah. believe because i built this garage around it and i put all these pictures and um, awesome. my wife's like what are you doing you don't own the car and this was like six months before i bought the car it's like oh, I'm, really? buy- I'm buying this car and she's like mm, wow this is creepy because <laughs> there's no car here so then finally when i got in there killer. yeah exactly <laughs> women like to set up nurseries and, and men like exactly to set up garages. exactly i set up a garage uh, nursery so when yeah. it was there it was kind of surreal and i was really excited and some, then, gr- some girls like Porsches, too. Yeah, that's true. They exist. A they good do. friend of mine here is a very big Porsche fanatic. So. Yes, I live over there. Children She's a Porsche. Porsche. Oh, God. <laughs> I so the first thing I did was Porsche. drive it really? into Manhattan. Yeah. The first day I owned it. Drove it into Manhattan. And then I don't know if you know or are familiar with the uh, 964s, but that was when they kind of threw out the old model and basically built a new platform. It was kind of a yeah. new change yep. to them. So on there's the, there's the gas gauge, and then to the right of the gas gauge is a oil... Uh, if your oil's uh, topped up, it's okay. like a weird gauge. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, it's not pressure or temp, right? No, it's just like if it's in it's the like middle. Oil fill level? Yeah. Like is if there it's oil not, in the car? Yes. That's no. A, that's exactly what it is. It's like it's yes or <laughs> no. no. But yes. when you drive, <laughs> yeah. when you drive, it go, it's not functional because you're driving. Right. It's only when you're at idle. So I didn't know it's almost like this. a reverse oil pressure gauge. Because yes. those, you know. Exactly. That's huh. exactly it. Interesting. So I'm sure the Germans have a very it, precise reason for it. Yeah. Well, it was basically, you know, you know, guys aren't going to be working on their cars. They need a, a big red light that goes off saying you need to put oil in it because it's an oil-cooled car. So this is the original idiot light, idiot gauge. It's a, yes, it, right. yes. That's funny. So think about what you said. It's the reverse of the oil right. gauge. So when you're driving, what, you what is it doing? You drop. You're like, oh, shit. It's done. It was in, in below the red. And I had just got the car. So I'm calling the guy while I'm driving my new car. I was smiling and crying at the same time. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. You, you know, his car's breaking down. I pulled over on 125th Street. And then he's I was like, sitting there. Yeah. Bro, yeah, he, he sent me a text. Car's he's working. Like, yeah, he's like, dude, it doesn't work when you're driving. And I was, I, at that point, I had read the, the manual because I was that. sitting. Yeah, and, but I was idling. I let it idle because I was trying to see what was going on. And then it came back up. And I'm reading the book. And I'm like. Oh, it's back up, and I look like an idiot. But that's awesome. Yeah, that was my first day with the car. Plus, your car came with a manual, so that's probably increased its value. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it was funny. Um, Numbers I, matching I, orders. I, I like that you drove it into the city. I love that the idea of that because I'm originally from Boston, and if I if I move back to Boston someday, I want to have like 
like a 68 charger and cr- be that guy in the city. The exhaust bouncing so, off the sky. I just, and I want everybody's head to turn and be like, who's this asshole? You don't want to be prevented from driving a car. That, I was right. like, I, I am not getting a car that I, I, oh, I, I can't go into the city. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into, you know, some crazy area and potholes. Like, I love my car. Right. But I don't want to baby it, baby it. Right. I, the purpose was to drive it. And then to get it dirty because I actually enjoy it's a relaxing I need to get away kind of clean my car thing yeah it's like therapeutic I was just driving a 1970 Oldsmobile 442 through downtown Austin and I mean thumbs up and and because people don't expect to see a car no. like that and they probably would have reacted similar I mean it's Texas so they'd probably like the the olds a little more than the the Porsche but you'd still get thumbs up people taking pictures and it's just it, they, they, you might get a little bit of reaction out on the country roads, but in the city, they're like, that's awesome. Yeah. And I love that feeling. Jeff, have you been to Austin before? Uh, very briefly once. Okay. But it was more outside the city with Mazda, oddly enough. Well, but, oh, yeah. You but uh, but in, in, I got to – this was uh, – I, I attended Halloween in Austin, so it was quite – That's crazy. That must yes, have really kept it weird. They must have really kept it weird I there. hate when they say that. No, it's Austin's stupid. not – It's not, not that weird. It's, it's not more weird. like keeping, keep Austin gentrified, really. That's, that's what I said. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I think was, it's just – I was there a few weeks ago. So. It's, it, by comparison to the rest of Texas, it's like just keep Austin moderate. That's keep really it like what it a, is. Keep it like – insane. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it liberal Texas. That's all it is. There you go. Um, Jeff, actually, Larry, I've got to ask you a question. So do you have any advice for people who live in apartment complexes and don't have you know, access to like a hose or a driveway or yes. any place to wash a car themselves? Yes. In fact, I'm shooting a video on that. Okay. Nice. That's good um, because that's the advice I need right now for my filthy Miata. <laughs> yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot a video um, on – I want to take people to Home Depot and show them this thing that you need to buy okay. that's like a, a pump sprayer. Ah, for like 20 okay. bucks. Right. You can fill it up. Now, the law, and I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know what state everybody's listening to this. This is not legal advice. Yes, yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, this is a 49th state legal advice. Right yeah. Not California applicable. So the, the law generally says uh, you can't have free-flowing water. Like uh, some, some places, well, there's winter. We're talking about winter now, but some places right. have restrictions on water. And it's that free. or if you're by the beach, too, they're worried about runoff. Exactly. No yeah. free-flowing water, which means from a hose. Okay. It doesn't mean anything that you can't have. I mean, what if you bought a bottle of water? water? What if you were insane and bought a bottle, bottle of Poland Springs, too, which yeah. you can't get on the West Coast. Well, here. I That's only wash my car with Fiji. <laughs> People do, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what you can do is basically fill up this pump that you use for weeds. Okay. From Home Depot, and then you can. Uh, oh, the little miracle grow sprayer thing. Exactly, exactly. So I'm going to shoot a video on this, um, and then you lubricate the car down literally okay. with with water. Right. And um, there's a mixture. Uh, I'm more, I have one, but I'm not coming out with it yet because I'm a little crazy. I just, I for some reason I just don't like to come out with stuff immediately. Right. Um, but there's stuff out there that adds more lubrication versus spray wax, which is a lubricant but makes it shiny. This okay. would be something that adds lubrication to remove tons and tons of caked-on dirt. So you can do it when you have uh, you can't use water, okay. or you can do it in the winter when you don't want to use water because it's ah, so cold. Okay. And there's a way of... Uh, and this is not just you know, like a clay bar or something. No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's lubrication, like a, like a spray wax kind of viscosity. Okay. And you would use uh, multiple microfiber towels in lieu of using a wash mitt like you would normally wash a car. In this case, you're going to use lots and lots of microfiber towels as, as, the, as the device that removes the contaminants without scratching it. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a It's a pain in the butt. Huh. It's not... Uh, well, that was nice. I like huh. that. Yes. Uh, it's, not, it's, not the, it's not the greatest thing in the world. I mean, you should wash your car right. like right. N- the normal way. But if you're not going to do it the normal way and you have to do it, 
this is a great alternative. Now, if, if someone like was Blake, like Blake was saying, could you go to one of those places where you put ten dollars and quarters in and, and use that system with some of your products? Uh, I mean, you can just for the water purposes, maybe. Absolutely, like if you want to use the and not know. their soap. Oh right. gosh, no. right. You no. just keep it on the spray and the rinse, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah, yeah. You got it exactly. Don't okay, use the thing sense. where the the where brush. The brush. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no. We're just I cr- like, cakes out like a Willy Wonka episode. Yeah, or but if scene. you look at it, those are just those are just uh, fibers Plastic. that yeah, yeah that just push the dirt around. Yeah. You, when you want to clean dirt off, you have to pick it up or remove it either with pressure with a power washer, with soap that adds that emulsifies the dirt and pulls it away, or uh, with a wash mitt. If you're doing it with with the brush, you're literally just going in circles with. Abrasive. Right. Well, and the thing that that weirds me out with that, if you ever pick up one of those brushes, you can feel all the grit from the other cars. Yeah. So you're basically sanding your car. Well, and, then, and then if I go to one of those places, the guy in front of me, because I'm in Huntington Beach, just cleaned the mud off his lifted, you know, F two fifty. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool, this brush is ruined. Um, but that's the same thing with the that's the same thing with automatic car washes. Yeah, I say I say to people because no. it never works out. Look at the car in front of you and look at the car behind yeah. you. Do you think there's a guy in there dialing back? Ooh, a Porsche just showed up. Let me dial back the abrasiveness right. on this. Like, no, of course not. It's a one shot deal. Yeah. And that's specifically the roller ones, not the no touch. No, the no touch yeah. is you know that's a, that's a horse of a different car. I'm talking yeah. about the ones you put on. You know, you know what? We should start calling those other ones bad touch. Coined. Now, I, I mentioned uh, driving that 442 in Texas and not to veer away from cleaning, but I want to I mean, we sh- I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff we've been up to, Blake and I. Um, so we're shooting some more American Detours. That's one of the reasons I've been traveling. But I want to talk about one of the greatest cars I've ever driven on this trip. Okay. Before the 442, I spent two days driving a uh, basically a Factory 5 yeah. Type yeah. 65 Coupe, which is the replica of the Shelby Daytona Cobra. And what engine was it? <laughs> This is the fun part. So you think when you hear about these builds, someone will do a 302 or a 289, or people are doing the new 5-liter Coyote motor, which would be a great That's choice. Cool. That's, That's a great motor. Cool. This guy took a Windsor-based 454 Yikes. with like a bunch of forged internals. Um, he's making 650 to 675 on the motor. And it has a 275 shot of nitrous. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's, never had, civic, Jeff. he's never had the nerve. I was going to say, have you ever hit nitrous on, like, a really powerful car? Not, well, on my Civic, but that doesn't count. And it no, because it's, I didn't empty. Even it's, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. He's like, never, you usually spin in a circle because you can't control the power. I've driven a car where an owner said the previous, it was a, a Shelby Cobra with a shot of nitrous. The original owner, the, no, the, I'm sorry, the owner said the original owner hit it once and spun immediately. The owner of this Cobra said he hasn't had the nerve to hit it yet, but he's prepping to run the Texas Mile. Oh and he's shooting for 210 That's, to 215. How, how can you own a 215? I drove this car for two and not days. hit it like the instant you buy it. Because it's 270. Well, this guy Self built preservation? it. Self-preservation? This guy I don't built know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's overrated. Yeah, I would, he's going to have to hit it at the Texas Mile. Too. Right. But this guy, um, he's got a it was, it was awesome because he's actually here at SEMA, which is funny. We might meet up. Oh, that's uh, he was a nephrologist, and he taught. He was also that? taught. Uh, it's about kidney kid, doctor. It's about kidney doctor. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he taught. He was a, he was a practicing doctor. Then he was a teacher. Um, yeah, it's like renal and <laughs> nephrology. <laughs> are really I, I only know because I worked for a giant dialysis company. For oh, okay. Years. There you go. <laughs> you uh, and my, I looked at my each other wife, like, my wife worked in know? hospitals. The only reason I know is my wife worked in hospitals. Oh, of course. But so he retired, and then a few years later, he opened up his own shop. So now he builds cars nice and uh he, he was super cool like tossed me the keys had fun said it was a little cramped it was a little hot it was crazy loud and it was one of the greatest cars i've ever driven and i i, I want one That's i almost said be. the same thing after the 68 e-type jag i drove yeah but that wasn't crazy hot or that loud there, there are two if, if you ask me 
which car I would rather have if someone said you can have the keys to one of them, my answer would change by the hour. No, you'd just have to kill him and take both keys. I would have to do yeah. that. Stab it's a very him in the Jekyll- neck with the keys. Yeah, that's true. It's a very Jekyll and Hyde thing. You know, you have the E-type and you have the Cobra because you've got to have that balance in and, life. That's and, philosophical. I mean, just how loud that – I can't believe – if I had that car in California, I probably would be You'd pulled be like over me with the F-type getting pulled over in Santa Monica for driving the, with the active exhaust on. Well, however loud – and I love really? the – Really? Yeah, he got, I got, love how yeah. loud the F-type is. You wouldn't even hear the F-type next to this car. Oh, I bet. I Just bet. ripping and snorling. And it perfect car for Texas, too. Cruising down the highway. It had drag radials on it. <laughs> it had Neato drag radials on it, which... Uh, Neato, it should have Hoosier started. It. It's, Hoosiers. It was almost going to rain on the second day of shooting, and he was a little nervous, but then the rain stopped, and the roads were just a little moist. And he goes, eh, you know how to drive. Just be careful. And I'm yeah. like, you're awesome. Yeah, and right. I was very careful. But, I mean, just... oil washed off already. Yeah. Well, it helps yeah, yeah. that you were shooting for a car insurance company, too. Well, that's yeah, the other right? thing. Yeah, they sponsor <laughs> the show. So he's, he's I like, gotta, yeah, if something goes wrong. I gotta ask, though, all these cars you're driving and everything, are they insured by American Collectors Insurance? Yes, they are. Are they all insured by them? Yeah. What are you, not a Haggerty guy's gonna sneak in or anything? No, that wouldn't. No, yeah, I was that about would, to The say. sponsor of the show is American Collectors Insurance. I know, insurance. I figured, right. So, no Haggerty cars. No, if I, you know, Haggerty's fine, whatever, but American Collectors has been no, that, for the show just, and the I website. Just that makes sense. And they also, you know, they, they are part of uh, sponsoring the um, the, the, the Wombat, website, too. the project car. They sponsor the website too. They 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 advertise on the website and they sponsor the the Wombat, which is finally moving forward. Uh, I was Larry, about to say that's a good know. segue. I'm confused. The I have Wombat. a project car named the Wombat. Oh, okay. Because the previous owner handed me a file with all the stuff, like the the papers, and it said the Wombat. So I'm like, fuck it, that's what we're calling the car. I love it. Um, it's an '84 Mercedes diesel wagon. The diesel motor's already out of it. And I bought a 5.7 liter Hemi, which is sitting on the ground next to it. Uh, we have, uh, I can tell you, the, the wheels are going to be Axis we- wheels, A-X-I-S. They're 17-inch OG-san wheels, which they're look really, like old they're BBS. They're really cool basket weave, gold Yeah, ones, they, look yeah. Like, they look like gold BBS basket weaves, so oh, we're wow. putting those on. Michelin is giving us uh, the Pilot Sport AS3 tires. Where are you getting all these hookups from? Um, He's a whore. We've got to hang out, I man. am a whore. He's a massive wow. whore. Um, there's, a, there's a potential exhaust company that... Um, I don't want to. I got to talk to them more, so I don't want to say it yet. But there's a potential really cool exhaust company coming on that might build the exhaust for the car. Akrapovic. What's it? Akrapovic. No, no, cool. it's, no. it's, it's pronounced Akrapovich, Ak- by Ak- the way. Akrapovic. Nobody can ever pronounce it. Yeah. No, this one rhymes. I'm not with, Russian. This one rhymes with uh, Pagnaflow. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. ah, so, oh, so it's Borla. Got it. Cool. <laughs> um, so there, it's potential. You know, nothing's been set in stone or anything, but that could be really cool. That's cool. The, there's some going to be some issues with the getting engine, this thing in there. You bought the engine. Is it getting rebuilt or you just dropped no, it? No, it's it's only a, it only has forty seven thousand miles on it. Basically, it came out of a two thousand four Ram that got creamed in the bed. So we got engine, trans, harness, and computer. So transmission, is it the automatic out of the truck? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I was never going to do manual. I was always going to keep it automatic. Okay, just to like keep the looks inside. The, I mean, yeah. I I had a split second because I found. A more expensive 6.1 liter Hemi with the six-speed manual. I was like, Ooh, yeah. oh, yeah, because be we had awesome. been talking about the T56 and that, right? But, yeah, but I'm I'm fine with the the five-speed connected to the 5.7 liter Hemi because it's going to be like more of like a muscle cruiser, really. Right, that makes sense. Um, though I might take it and like have someone teach me how to like if I could talk to Corey about teaching me how to drift it or like doing. I want to take it to Bonneville. There's a bunch of dumb shit I want to do with it, but uh, it'll be awesome. That's exclusive. with a car like that is built <laughs> take for it to, dumb take shit, it to, right? Uh, Spring Mountain. I'm Canada, really curious CTSV. though how fast the rear end is going to explode once we fire it up for the first time because like Instantly. because you got to think about like the now grippy tires in the back sending the power and when it first goes to twist is it just going to go pop or did mercedes overbuild it 
But it's the, what what rear end are you using again? The well, right now we're stock just going to test it with the stock one. Oh, I'm yeah, betting, you're screwed. Okay, that's, I'm, get I'm that betting film. The, no, we're definitely going to film it. Right. But I'm thinking I'm going to have to pull one out of like a mag, a Dodge Magnum or something. The, yeah, the stock rear end will probably be fine. It'll probably be the half shafts that'll break. Yeah, because I'm thinking Mercedes might have over engineered the rear end, but I could be very wrong. No, that's the pretty, transmission is much. That's pretty yeah, they over the they over engineered it for its stock engine, not a five point <laughs> seven liter Hemi. Well, because they, they also put in well, not that it made the same powers, but you know they ran six point nine liter motors and stuff like that. Yeah, but different different car. Well, yeah, okay. very different. But but it, also the transmission comes from a truck. What do those fit? So like on the, so much more room. on the bigger mm. SCL would those would those half shafts half shafts fit? No, but I don't know about that. But I do know it fits S class brakes from the era. Okay. And it's like a massive upgrade, so we're going to look into that, yeah. too. Because nobody makes performance parts for W123 wagons. Though H&R Shocking. might make springs. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, well, it's, I'm you, so pumped that it's You should find, find that Scandinavian forward. team that ran a oh, drift. Oh, the team uh, something diesel. What Whatever they, uh, they were. But no, they were, they were awesome. part of the, I mean, I'm not going to lie. They are part of the inspiration for this build. Right. Even though we're not keeping it diesel. Yeah. Because, you know. California has this I, fun gray area diesel smog laws. I have a bit of excitement. Worst comes to worst, cars moving into Massachusetts or New Hampshire or Florida even. Registered in Massachusetts. Yeah. Skirt the law. I have a bit of a I have a fun thing to share with the audience. Um now recently that Ken Box video went around oh, yeah. the, went viral. Viral as you will, I guess, is what the marketers would call it. Um it was a Razor Crazy Cart and um I was able to borrow a crazy cart from Razor. And I'm I gotta, so jealous. I got to talk to Ali, the guy who created it. It was a, He told me the entire story. It was a nine-year process. He thought of the thing nine years ago. Really? He worked his ass off trying to get Razor to buy it. Razor rejected him. He left Razor, got, got a business degree, got an MBA, um, built his own business case. Razor bought it back from him and then set on the idea for two years. He got really frustrated and then basically went to Toys R Us over their heads and was like, check it out, dude. This thing's awesome. And then Toys R Us was like, hey, yeah, we we want want, hey Razor, we want to show you that thing that you didn't want to talk to us about and then razor built it last year and they went on sale in july and here's the thing you've seen the video you've seen the video ken box one? He, this guy does a this guy does a parody of a ken block video like with the music and the sound effects but it's using this razor cart it's designed originally for kids but it's an adult driving it and it looks like and blake will tell you more like but it's, um, it looks like you steer and you pull this thing up and it sends it into drift it's a cart right wow. on four of these shopping cart casters but it's got a one it's got one rubber so, wheel in the front that's electrically driven so the electric wheel drives it and then you pull this thing where it raises the rear end you pull this handbrake on the back that pull, raises the rear end so the casters they normally at an angle but when you raise it the casters go vertical so they can go in any direction you want <laughs> and then you steer it and the thing just spins and spins and spins and it's awesome i think the best way to explain it is it's like a creeper that you'd use for crawling under a car on mm. yeah but with a little electric motor with a wheel on it in the middle or like wow. the stuff they do at Bondurant School where they can raise yeah, exactly. the rear end. That's cool. Kind of, yeah, right. That's cool. actually a perfect analogy with it. Um, so the thing is they're building Did it. they give it to you? No, 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 no. no. <sighs> I'm borrowing it. But they gave it to me and I brought it to with see quotes? Me. I, I brought it Will to Will you me. have it here? Oh, here's the deal. I, I was at Willow Springs today. I saw that. I put on a race suit. I put on a helmet, and I let – actually, I let, I let Ken Gushi and Dai Yoshihara drive it, two, drift, two Formula Drift guys. <laughs> Ken Gushi drove it, and he was like, man, this thing's fucking he sketchy. Break it? No, he didn't break it. But, um, it looked Ken, like the handle came off in his hand. Oh, the handle did come off, but the thing's just like stuck on. It's a rubber thing you slid oh, okay, on the thing. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, that thing falls off all the time. But he drove and he was like, this is sketchy. A ringing endorsement. Right. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a, it's a prototype. Actually, basically, it's just a test unit oh, they okay. have in their, yeah. in their thing. Um, they're on sale. They're $400 at Target. But Oof. here's the thing. They're making an adult version next year. Yes. 
It can fit a 240 pound, up to 240 pounds. It can fit a six foot three guy. It's now got a 36 volt battery, and it can go 20 miles an hour. Sweet, oh, wow. I fit in under and all the barriers. New race series, except the 400 I'm, I'm, bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't care how much it is. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to buy one. It's going to be the perfect pit vehicle for when I go to race. I'm going to have to also, make friends with them swappable, this week. Swappable batteries. Swappable batteries. It's like the Tesla Model S yeah, of, exactly. of toys. It, yeah, <laughs> if you want to go with that analogy. But um, right awesome. now, it, right now, it only runs for about an hour and a half, and you got to charge it. For, yeah, you got to charge it for eight hours. But you know, if you have kids, they might get bored with it after that much. But who cares? I'm going to steal gonna... this idea and go on Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I brought it to SEMA. It's in the trunk of my Hyundai Equus Ultimate, and um, <laughs> I'm. I'm going to see. If, I don't know when this podcast is coming up. But you I'm need gonna, a GoPro well, well, and you need to shoot down the SEMA floor. We I'm need gonna, it. I'm going to ride it around SEMA with the helmet and hopefully if someone can give me a race suit, I'm going to drive it around SEMA. We really need yes. a triangulated mount, a 5D, and then we'll do a chase I cam. Through. I accidentally left my triangulation kit with the rest of the camera crew in Austin, so it's being shipped to me after they went back to Jersey, which sucks because I just bought it that and it's very expensive real. and I miss it because oh. it's lovely. Because it would be fucking hilarious to do a drift video of you in one of the big parking lots here with a car following you. That'd be great. That, oh, That'd that be great. would be great. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know how long to have it for. Um, one's, one's being shipped to Mark Vaughn, which is great because he has 10-year-old kids, and they're going to flip. Oh, well, I'm very excited to see you drive that at SEMA. The thing, Larry... The thing is rated for 140 pounds, and that's already exceeding me. Oh, that's why so. I can't ride that one. No, I, no, I would love to break that one. You probably still could. You know, actually, today at the uh, Willow Springs, the chief engineer of the FRS showed up from Japan, and he got to write it. And he's a lanky dude, and he wrote it, and he giggled like a schoolgirl for like 10 minutes straight. Well, that's the same exact noise I would make. Yeah, uh, it's wonderful. But I want to I close up shop on our first SEMA episode. Uh, Larry, thank you so much for joining us. No, this is great. Um, thank you, you, you a lot. You actually didn't get... As geeky as you thought you probably would be, because I think our listeners are going to eat that up. It was cool. amazing information, some serious insight. And uh, Larry's plugs. Yeah, plug your stuff. Where, yeah. And tell us where you can buy your product, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, you can visit uh, AmmoNYC.com uh, for all the products. Your podcast, sir, Yeah, Chris. Uh, you, can go, you can find Larry's podcast at uh, ShoutEngine.com slash Drive and Protect. Thank you very much. And so. uh, my YouTube channel, which is Ammo, N-Y-C, D-O-T-C-O-M. So, like, dot .com, but they don't allow you, but dot .com <laughs> right. are driving me nuts. So, yeah, so just Google search that or uh, YouTube search that. Or just search for Larry Casilla, and you're, like, the only one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And one last one. I'm going to be at Mobile Tech Expo. I promised I would do this for them. Uh, giving a seminar on January 9th in Orlando. If you're a detailing crazy person and want to come learn how to be if profitable. If you want to detail your F-body Camaro, that's right. <laughs> show up. <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. Awesome. Thanks, Larry. It's been a pleasure. Blake, thank you for taking time to come and do a Blake break. I know. Um, Sorry. I, I, you got to have more shrimp. Let's go get more shrimp. No. <laughs> well, actually, screw that. We're in SEMA. Let's go get drinks. And it's Chris's yeah. birthday, so happy birthday, happy Chris. Birthday, yes, Chris. Happy thank birthday, Chris. Happy birthday. All right. Let's go drink. See you later.